Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, broadcasting live every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central, from Panama City Beach, Florida, home of the world's most beautiful beaches. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining me on my weekly broadcast. Every week, I'll feature some of the best instructors, coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs in the golf business today. I begin with a great discussion on Coach's Corner, followed by an insightful interview with my special guest. So let's get started by introducing tonight's Coach's Corner panel. All right, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining in uh, tonight and listening to Golf Talk Live. I appreciate everybody joining us here uh, live this Thursday evening, June 6th. A uh, very special day today, of course. Uh, today com- commemorates the 75th anniversary, of course, of D-Day, uh, which was, of course, the, uh, the storming of Normandy Beach in France, and uh, very, very special for many of those veterans out there that are still with us, and obviously for many uh, the current generations. Uh, we wouldn't be here today if it was not for their bravery. So we want to spend a, uh, send out here from uh, Golf Talk Live and all the supporters and out of the show a very special thank you to all of those who served uh, during the Second World War. And, and others, of course, as well, but particularly for those, uh, we, we thank you and we honor you today with uh, the, uh, uh, our, our uh, blessings, if you will. Um, also, I want to remind everybody before I bring out the panel uh, that the uh, Coach's Corner panel, of course, is sponsored again this season with Golfswing.com. Uh, golfswing.com, with its cutting-edge technology, have teamed up alongside some of the best uh, golf instructors, coaches, and swing gurus in the business. Together, they have created one of the best video teaching and training online platforms in golf. So if you're ready to break 100, 90, 80, or even 70, then by all means, join their online video academy and learn from some of the best. Also, to the Golf Talk, uh, golf Talk Live listeners, excuse me, uh, they're offering a special promotion this season. Uh, use promo code Golf Talk Live and receive 50% off their uh, annual subscription. So by all means, join. Uh, go after the show, of course. Go to golfswing.com and uh, join up for their online video academy. And as I said, if you enter the promo code at checkout, Golf Talk Live, and you can use capital lowercase, doesn't matter, uh, you'll get uh, save 50% off the subscription price. So uh, please do so after the show. Uh, really, I uh, think it's a great uh, platform and some great coaches, uh, including a couple that have been on the show. Um, also, a little bit later on, uh, my guest, uh, Chris McKinley, uh, is the founder of Strand Sports Inc. Uh, he's going to be joining me. He was actually scheduled... Uh, last month, I think it was around the 15th or 16th of May, and unfortunately, uh, we experienced a, a power outage literally about 20 minutes before we went on live, and uh, we had to cancel. But he very generously agreed to come back this evening, so uh, I'm squeezing him in after the coach's corner panel. So let me introduce the panel, and then we'll get tonight's uh, discussion going. Uh, first up, of course, is uh, Bill Abrams, uh, PJ professional and the 2017 and 18. Uh, CIPGA Teacher of the Year, also the 2015 IPGA uh, Professional of the Year. He's also the Owner Director of Instruction of Golf Solutions Academy in Balmoral Woods Creek, Illinois. And also you can find him in the winter months down at the Grand Palms Resort in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Also joining the panel is Jamie Leno-Zimron, a speaker, instructor, body worker, and consultant. Uh, also an Aikido six-degree black belt. She's also a Class A LBJ teach professional, a corporate and conference speaker, executive trainer and coach, and speaker for both the Visage International and PEC Canada, which is the executive committee. Uh, rounding up the panel, of course, is Paul Castor, 
Uh, he's one of the country's leading golf coaches. He's a Golf Channel Academy lead coach and was recognized by Golf Digest as one of the best teachers in New York, uh, excuse me, New Jersey uh, for 2017 and 18. Uh, he was also honored by U.S. Kids Golf as one of, the two, uh, one of 2017's top kids, 50 teachers. Uh, he's also a Level 2 certified by TPI, uh, Aimpoint, and K-Motion. And also uh, he serves on a Foresight Sports Advisory Board and the New Jersey PGA's Junior Golf Committee. Guys, welcome and thank you very much for joining me tonight here on Coach's Corner. Thanks so much for thank having you. us, Ted. Thanks, Ted. Not a, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, that's a lot to get out every week when i got to do this show. <laughs> you guys got too many accolades. you got to cut them back or something. Quit going out and doing some great things. Only kidding. Uh, all right, guys, what I want to talk about, and I'm going to start uh, in the order that I introduced you tonight, and then we'll go through. Uh, just got really a few questions, but I think there's uh, an opportunity here for some really uh, interesting dialogue. You know, there's a lot of um, – so, Bill, I'm going to start with you first. There's a lot of – uh, I guess debate, if you will, and I know we've talked about met much of this before, but I think it's worth getting into a little bit more detail tonight. Um, fundamentals versus technology, uh, and, and what I mean by that is obviously many of our older players and older coaches, if you will, have always relied on teaching the basic fundamentals, the grip, stance, posture, that sort of thing. Many of our younger and newer coaches coming out have sort of been taught under the technology that's out there and don't really spend as much time. So my question first to you, Bill, is this. The fundamentals versus technology, is it a balance, balancing act, if you will, or is it okay to do away with technology? Ted, that's a great question because we've seen so many players um, get fouled up trying to work with technology too much. The former number one player in the world, some people call him the GOAT, got chasing numbers with a previous instructor, and it absolutely ruined his body and ruined his sway. I think there has to be a good balance of it. And I often say it's very similar to you or I open, owning an MRI machine. Yeah, we can see, we can put right. a person through it and see all the colors, but we have to be able to apply a very solid prescription to cure the ills. And that's about what I can say about it. I think there's a good blend. There's a place for both. Um, but I think doing them hand-in-hand hand and in harmony makes the best uh, – the best solution for the players. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think, again, as I mentioned in the question, I think it is a bit of a balancing act. Um, Jamie, I know that, you know, a, a lot of your approach is a very sort of holistic approach to, to things, not only in instruction, but in other areas as well. What are your thoughts as far as, um, you know, working around, if you will, with players, and, and again, at any level, really, but um, you know, if we look at it, I'll give you an example. Jack Nicholas is one who, you know, really focused on the core fundamentals of his golf swing and didn't get into a lot of, obviously, technology wasn't as advanced when he was a little bit younger, but um, really didn't get into all of the gadget, gadgetry, if you will. So what are your thoughts as far as the fundamentals and today's technology? Are we relying or are players relying too much on that? It's such a great question and topic. Uh, thank you for raising it. It's interesting. Uh, just as I was driving a little earlier today, I happened to hear um, a, I don't know, a scientist. He was talking about uh, the homing devices, shall we say, built into even the tiniest ant. <laughs> and and uh, there's uh, there's all kinds of animals and how they how they navigate. Uh, it's really absolutely fascinating. And then the question was, well, do we humans have that natural ability? And the answer is, well, more than most of us know, but we're losing whatever we had. 
because uh, with GPS devices, which is technology, um, you know, uh, we're losing our, all of our sense of direction. Um, and so it, that whole question about, you know, such a dependence on technology. So I think that, um, you know, as you're talking about kind of hand-in-hand hand, technology and really working with the fundamentals, working with our own natural abilities, we need to be able to sense if we're in alignment. Is our grip correct? Can we see that? Can we feel that? I mean, it's nice to look at and I can measure a lot of things, but uh, – I think it's so important that we retain our own um, our own sense of things because on the golf course, really all all you ever have is your own body, mind, and golf club. You don't have technology to to rely on. Right. Well said. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, you know, Paul. I know that you work uh, as as many uh, do out there in the business. Uh, work with a lot of kids. Uh, you're obviously. Uh, well uh, versed in, in working through uh, U.S. Kids Golf, uh, that sort of uh, avenue. When you're working particularly with the juniors, do you find that you get sometimes in a position where you're using more technology just because of their age group, they're more um, knowledgeable about what's out there and available, or do you try to stick to much of the fundamentals as well? Uh, I love this topic. I think it's, this is really interesting. And I think a lot of it boils down to how we learn and, and what we grew up with learning. Um, and I tend to use a fair amount of tech with, uh, with kids, depending on what I'm trying to teach them. And, and that's really the, one of the core things, you know, what are you trying to focus on? And the technology can really be a big benefit to helping people learn certain things faster uh, than, um, I think relying on, uh, you know, so, some kind of older school methods of learning. I mean, I, I worked uh, on a lot of uh, fundamental things in my grip and my posture and my stance uh, growing up, but working with KVEST, using biofeedback, uh, some of this technology allows us to kind of see the unseen and feel things in a new way uh, that helps make that learning uh, you know, helps accelerate the learning process. So I, I tend to do a balance of both. I'll, I'll work with kids on, you know, simple uh, junior golfers on simple grip concepts and, uh, you know, ball position and, and core fundamentals, but we'll also use technology to, to feel uh, proper alignment or, you know, top of backswing positions or things that are going to help them strike the ball better uh, faster. So it's kind of, kind of a combination of the two yeah and, and i would agree with that i think you're you know you're all exactly right i think that um really it's sort of a twofold thing i think obviously you know starting with the fundamentals and the basic understanding of what happens in the golf swing and then using technology to sort of reinforce those ideas uh or even complement uh some of the instruction i think sometimes what happens uh and i'm just going to add this very quickly and then we'll move on is if we rely too much on the technical side or the technology side of things without really first explaining what actually happens in the golf swing, I, I think the student quite often does not understand what it really, I mean, they see the, the, the equipment and they see all the, the numbers and things like that, but they don't really have an appreciation of what it is that we're trying to show them. So I think sometimes, as you've all said, I think it's really a balancing act. And I think that starting with the fundamentals and then using the technology as a support and also really, Paul, as you pointed out, as a feedback uh, for instructors. And I think, unfortunately, 
what we're seeing in today's golf instruction with some of the, especially against some of the younger ones coming up, is they're relying heavily and solely on the technology without really first explaining uh, what's sort of happening in, in the golf game uh, beforehand. And, and again, I know times change and, and things like that, so I think we have to be mindful of that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, and I'm, and I'm going to start this time with Jamie and then Paul and then, and then Bill, um, how much time, Jamie, really, if, if you're going to sort of put it into a time frame, not necessarily by minutes, but by overall uh, efforts, uh, should be dedicated to working on uh, the fundamentals itself as opposed to the actual golf swing. And the reason why I say that is, you know, we see lots of people out in the driving range and they're hitting ball after ball, but they're not. Hello. Chad, you there? Hello. I'm here. Hi, Jamie. Hello. It's Paul. Uh-oh. Did we lose uh, Ted? <laughs> I think we may have. Should we huh. uh, maybe get off and try calling him back? Um, I know. I'm just uh, I'm thinking maybe we should do that. Um, well, good that you're still here. At least we know it probably wasn't us, although we also lost uh, Bill, right? Yeah. No. I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, oh Bill's good. here. Bill's yeah. here. Huh. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> something will Maybe, Ted, Jamie, right? try, answering, try answering the question, and then Ted, or, and then uh, Paul and I will dial back in, okay? Um, okay. Well, I don't think it's going to help to answer it. First of all, I didn't quite get the whole question. I, I kind of got it. Okay. But, uh, all right. <laughs> should we all try to just dial back in? Yeah, let's try that. Let's let's do that. Okay. All okay. right. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hi, everybody. Paul. Hi, hey there, we're, I'm here. Okay, yep, is everybody we're back? Okay, my my oh. apologies. Hi, Jamie. I'm sorry. My apologies, everybody, and I apologize to the listeners. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, for some reason it wasn't letting me uh, back in. Uh, I guess it didn't want me to host or something. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to just. I guess for, you were bad mouth and tech. You're a bad mouth in technology. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's. Exactly, yeah, I think that's. A, I think that's exactly what happened. So my apologies, everybody, but uh, it temporarily locked me out. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll move on. Um, but but Jamie, what I was asking you is um, essentially, uh, you know, how much time should we be dedicating to the uh, fundamentals versus the, versus the golf swing? I mean, most people that we see out in the golf range. Uh, practice facility, you know, they're hitting ball after ball, but they're not really working on some of the key fundamentals like a good grip and so on. So, um, you know, if you're talking with your students, what is it you're trying to say to them and say, look, these are important areas to understand and to and to be able to uh, master, if you will. Uh, it's not just a matter of swinging the club. Sort of walk us through that a little bit. One of the things that I always ask my students right off the bat, and it really doesn't matter what level, if they're new to me, I ask them uh, what the PGA is. And the answer, my answer about the PGA is posture grip alignment. And LPGA is about loving your posture grip alignment so that it feels comfortable. You, uh, it's related to how you take the club back, your, your balance through your swing and uh, through your follow-through. All these. So these are you know, what we call the fundamentals of golf, uh, posture grip alignment. Um, a for me is also aim and alignment. And um, I think that it's important as a beginning golfer that you really learn about those and um, develop uh, an LPGA, right? Um, And if you have been golfing for a while and at any level, that's something we need to check all the time. So as you mentioned, you'll see people out there just hitting balls, hitting balls, and not taking in terms of time that you ask. Just taking, it doesn't have to be a long time, but really learning to take uh, a second, a couple of seconds to really check those things. Um, on the driving range, uh, a lot of people put down alignment sticks. Those are really helpful. Uh, there's a lot of drills that we teach as instructors that work on on uh, all of these things and um, also grip trainers. So, you know, so many things that we, uh, we need to emphasize. And I also emphasize that tour players never just get up there and hit a shot. They check. Right. They have a little quick checklist um, during the, uh, you know, as they're doing their pre-shot routine, step into the sort of uh, hitting zone, as Peter uh, Nielsen and Lynn Merritt like to call it. They're checking that. Once that's all set, then you make your swing. So um, I think that we need to emphasize the fundamentals in that regard and um, use technology for that so that people can see what we're talking about. You can have anybody video video your swing. You don't necessarily have to be in a lesson. Um, and then internalize your own sense of loving your posture, grip, and alignment at, with right. every shot. Perfect. Well said. Um, again, my apologies for, for the delay. Uh, for those of you just tuning into the broadcast, I was having my own technical issue here, so I apologize, and hopefully you tune back in. Um, Paul, let's talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, just to, to sort of follow up on that question as well. Um, you know, as Jamie pointed out, obviously, uh, video is a, is a great component that we use. And that's something that a lot of instructors are using now. Speaking of technology, I'll just give you an example. There's a lot of great online, whether you use Skype or whether you use uh, some other dedicated program to actually communicate with your students. So many students now don't necessarily have to come uh, to, the, to the, your facility or to your golf course for a lesson. 
they can just do it through a Skype and you can do lessons like that. Is that starting to become a bigger and bigger trend, do you think, uh, particularly with, with some of the younger, uh, newer golfers out there? Uh, or is that just sort of the way the way of the world is? It's just, uh, you know, time constraints and, and that sort of thing. It's just an easier way to accomplish the same thing. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think remote coaching is definitely uh, part of the future. And, um, you know, I don't I'm not sure it can completely replace uh, a live in person lesson. I do a fair amount of it myself. Um, and you know, the feedback that I get from students is that they would prefer to be with me in person. But I think, uh, you know, not, not to sound at the risk, I don't mean to sound immodest, right? But, you know, the, a live lesson with a teacher who can uh, illustrate things and, and uh, be right there with you and help you find positions, your posture, your grip, uh, uh, present and, and live uh, can help a lot. So, um, I think it's, you know, remote coaching is a very nice compliment, uh, but I'm not sure it can really replace a good live lesson with a good, with a, a trained professional teacher or coach. Yeah, right. And, and I, I, you know, I'm kind of, I, I guess, a little bit on the fence with it because, um, Bill, you know, I, I, I think it is, as Paul and, and Jamie have talked about, you know, technology is, is a, certainly a great thing. And, and I think that in used in moderation, used in the right circumstances, but I often wonder if um, one of the downfalls or pitfalls of using a lot of this technology is, you know, and again, I don't want to date myself, but going back a number of years, there was more of a direct communication with the coach and with your instructor um, and a, a more of a, a personal connection. Are we running the risk of losing that connection uh, and really um, – you know, sort of honing that relationship uh, between instructor slash coach um, for the sake of uh, a quicker method and technology. You know, that's something we have to deal with uh, day to day and every day, to be honest with you. Um, society in general is becoming that way. People look up on WebMD, but the whole thing is, does that replace a doctor? Absolutely not. It will not ever replace a doctor. That personal touch and being able to see the emotions and the pings out of a player and really get to know how they're interpreting information and how you can deliver it to them is great. I've been doing remote coaching for almost eight years now with my traveling back and forth. And I can tell you, to a person, I do some very good work with it, but mm -hmm. it's not the same as being there one-on-one -on, -one on the range team. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, I, and I worry sometimes with – uh, and again, I'm all for technology. I don't want to uh, anybody tuning in. I don't want you to, to misunderstand my point. Uh, I don't want to suggest that technology is bad or, or that. But I think, uh, again, in today's society, we're becoming so heavily reliant on this technology for various areas of our lives, but particularly for us uh, in the golf industry, that I worry that we're not really developing those relationships. And it's just sort of a hit and miss. You know, you watch this video. Well, if it does something great, if not, I'll go and watch this video. And you're not really developing that that relationship and understanding. Um, and I think that, you know, we run the risk of maybe uh, having other issues down the road. Paul, I want to um, move on to uh, another area as well that, that seems to be affected, uh, not so much by the electronic uh, parts of technology, but uh, with equipment. Uh, and that is, you know, in, in many of the, 
uh, earlier golfers, uh, you know, we would see them hitting uh, a variety of different shots, uh, high, low, you know, fade, draws, this sort of thing. Is this becoming a lost art with the modern, uh, modern teaching professional? Because really a lot of equipment, uh, it's not as easy to work the ball uh, in many ways as it was in an earlier time. Uh, is that sort of a lost art as well? Um, yeah, I think the golf ball has changed a great deal. Uh, golf clubs, the golf clubs that the majority of golfers play with, um, make it harder and harder to manipulate ball flight combination of the club and the ball. Um, I can't really speak for, uh, other teachers so much, but I, I still talk about ball flight and how to hit it higher, how to hit it lower. Um, how to plan your way around the golf course and play different kinds of wins. And um, I think that the more somebody is absorbed in, in those kinds of things, when they play golf, um, the kind of external factors, um, then they're generally going to play pretty well when they're, and, and not being as focused on, on their body and positions in the golf swing. So, um, you know, I definitely think that, that equipment has changed a lot and, uh, some of the very high tech cavity back irons, uh, you know, game improvement irons and distance irons that we see out there are not clubs that you can really, um, manipulate the ball a lot with. And, and the golf balls, uh, designed to, to basically go straighter now. So it, it definitely is a lot harder, uh, but it's still something I tend to focus on as much as I can with people. Right. And, and and a great answer, by the way. Um, you know, Bill, the, the reason why I asked this, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, on the show, I had Peter Kessler, of course, who all of you know, um, and he talked about Tiger. Uh, we got into the topic about a number of different players, and Tiger, of course, was one of them. Um, and he said, you know, he's known Tiger, obviously, since Tiger first came out on tour. And he said that basically Tiger has nine shots in his bag. Um, and, you know, it goes from low to medium to high and left to right and so on and so forth. And he calls on those nine shots with every ball that he plays, every shot on the golf course. So, you know, he's able to still work the ball, and it's a very valuable tool in his bag because he doesn't just have one shot every time he gets up in front of that ball. He looks at, obviously, what he has to work with, and he relies on whichever shot is going to best serve his need. So it poses the question, Bill, you know, even though the technology is helping us to hit the ball straighter, um, is that necessarily a good thing? Because there are times that we may need to be able to work the ball a little bit, and we can't as easily. What are your thoughts there? Definitely. Having grown up with Bellotta and Persimmon, there's a huge difference in the way the golf ball reacts and the way the club reacts. But I always go back with my players, and we work on trajectory a lot. Um, Ben Hogan one time was practicing and the late Dan Jenkins went out at uh, Shady Oaks to talk to him and he wasn't really picking out a target. He said, Ben, what are you, where are you aiming? He goes, I'm working on trajectory. He goes, well, don't you have to aim at something? He goes, if I have trajectory, I'm going to have accuracy. And we start right. from there, the up, down, we take it up and down the ladder. And then the little bit of curve you put left or right on it, I find becomes a little bit easier for a lot of players. If they learn to curve it first, Without adjusting the height, what happens, I find, is they, they double-cross themselves a lot. If we can work it up and down the ladder, that's going to take care of a lot of the issues that they, they run into. 
and the new ball right. makes that a little it's a little uh, bit easier to do that than curve it right off the bat right um you know jamie we see often um you know when we look back and see old footage of players like chichi rodriguez and and lee trevino and many of these other uh and certainly <clears throat> excuse me many of the uh, the women uh, pioneers in golf as well, um, you know, they had, and I hate to use this analogy, but a lot of extra tricks, if you will, in the bag. They could do different things with the golf ball, working it in different ways, uh, obviously based on their skill level and that. Um, and it gave them a, a bigger arsenal, if you will, when they're out in the golf course. Um, have we reduced golf to basically, you know, a big hit off the tee, and a short iron in, and really not a lot of creativity going out in the golf course, especially if you watch on uh, the the top tours. You know, it's basically, I hate to use it, but almost like a pitch and putt um, competition. It's not really a lot of creativity going on the golf course. What do you think, um, from a teaching professional standpoint, does this create a problem in helping people to really understand some of the other benefits that golf can do if they're reducing really what they're able to do with equipment? Well, as an instructor, I want people to understand what makes a ball go straight, what makes a ball uh, turn left, what makes a ball turn right. And those things are related to, um, of course, stance, you know, open, close stance, knowing about club face position, open and close. I think these things are basic and they're not just old school, shall we say. Right. Um, I think that uh, we any golfer needs to understand that because nobody's going to just hit a uh, all the time straight laser beam shot, right? Um, and people notice mm-hmm. that right away. And this is this underlies the ability at a more advanced level in golf to actually shape your shots, to put a little draw on it if you need, or to uh, you know to fade it around the trees or whatever it is that, that uh, you know we may want to be doing, or how to play the wind uh, this direction left and right, and all this sort of stuff. So. I think that um, really just for people to understand the basics is already getting them oriented towards what makes a shot, you know, go left or right or straight. And I think that that's absolutely essential to know. I also think that it's interesting that probably the most, the most famous shot in recent years was Bubba Watson's shot when he won the Masters on 18th hole um, with that an incredible right. uh, curved shot. And people marvel at Phil Mickelson's curve shots or at Tiger's. So no matter what, I don't think that we're going to lose the fascination and the thrill uh, and recognize the importance of being able to shape shots. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and, and I think it's obviously like anything else. I think the game has to evolve and times change. And, um, you know, I don't want to suggest that we have to live in the past, but I think sometimes – you know, when you see golfers, um, you know, whether it be amateur or otherwise, out at the golf course, there doesn't seem to be as much create creativity, if you will, uh, in, in working the, the, the shots and, and utilizing all the clubs in their bag. Because obviously, if they're a more proficient hitter, uh, they don't need every club in their bag because they're able to hit it out there far enough and they're able to come in with, with uh, you know, one or two different short irons uh, and then their putter. So a lot of times, you know, and that poses a question uh Bill, I'm going to go back to you and start this. You know, is there going to come a point in time where we may not necessarily need 14 clubs in the bag? 
Um, I don't know if that's really the case because let's go back. Let's just circle back here a little bit. Um, looking back in the late 60s, early 70s, and even into the 80s, the number of people that could win a major was huge. I mean, you had Floyd, Watson, Trevino, Nicholas, et al. Now that number seems to be dwindling a little bit. I mean, we've seen Brooks Kepka right. have a great run. He works the ball. Tiger Woods is back in the game. He works the ball. Dustin Johnson worked the ball. I, I think that's a little bit – when we see players coming into this age, I, th- I still think the 14 clubs are going to be necessary. Um, I just think it's utilizing them all correctly is, is, a, bigger, is a bigger thing because you, you, we look at the – when we base everything on the average week on the PGA Tour – yeah, it's it's bomb and gouge. I'm not going to lie to you, but when we get into the the tougher courses, your Quail Hollows, um, you know, major championship tests, it's a different story. That ball has to, you know, they have to be able to work the ball a little bit and change the heights that the ball goes to to really be a proficient scorer. And yeah. with that said, you can't do it. You can't do it with just a set of eight clubs. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I think it goes back to really what I said, too, is, um, you know, with a little ingenuity and a little creativity, um, you can use a multitude of, of clubs in your in your bag to do a variety of different things. It's not always necessarily about shaping the shot, but sometimes, you know, needing to hit a little bit lower or hitting a little bit higher requires using a different club uh, and a little bit of creativity with it. And I think, you know, there's still opportunities for that, but the, de- the game itself is definitely changing. Um, uh, Jamie, I want to go to you on this one here, and then Paul, I've got something a little bit uh, different for you. But um, you know, I, I firm, firmly believe that uh, obviously one of the requirements for all uh, good golf shots is balance, um, and we've got obviously a full swing balance and short game balance, and they are uniquely different. Uh, the setups are slightly different, and there's uh, in some cases, depending on the types of shot, uh, a little bit of different uh, requirement for balance. Just touch very briefly, if you wouldn't mind, a little bit about how the importance of balance uh, in our golf shots is and sort of the difference between a full shot balance and a, a short game balance. When people hear the word, word balance, um, yeah, I think they just think about maybe not um, sort of get, uh, falling back or kicking themselves out of position. But I think it's really important to understand what balance affords and what it affects. So balance affects impact, the impact position of your club when, you know, when it's making contact with the golf ball. So if you're swaying or lifting or losing your balance or falling backwards or all these things, um, that directly affects the position of your club face at impact. And so that's going to affect your accuracy. It's going to affect your power, and it's going to affect your consistency. And so when you understand that, that all of these things that we prize in golf and that you really need uh, with every golf shot and throughout your game, then you start to understand the importance of balance um, in your golf swing and why it really is so important because it's affecting everything. Um, and when you're making a big swing and you're dealing with uh, faster club head speeds uh, um, and, you know, bigger swing arcs, clearly if you're, losing your balance somewhere along the way in your swing um it could it, that can directly impact in a big way what happens with that shot that you're that you're hitting from that swing when we're dealing with a short game as well as not just chip shots and pitch shots but putting 
the same thing. You know, here uh, there's sort of more, shall we say, finesse and mm-hmm. touch accuracy the distance the ball travels. And that could be on a putt when we talk about controlling speed directly related to balance. Um, same with a, a short shot. So the effects are, are big in, in big swings, but in the smaller swings, the smaller shots, and just the short putting stroke, losing balance knocks your ball offline so fast. And then all of a sudden you're going like, oh, darn, missed that one. You know, roll too far, didn't go enough, chunked it. Right. Uh, you know, hit it wide, uh, thought I played the break, I didn't. Um, and that's just because uh, it can directly relate back to balance. So I just don't think we can overemphasize enough the importance of balance uh, throughout, from everywhere from a putt to a driver swing. Right. Uh, well said. Thank you. And, and Paul, I want to um, finish up with you here and, and talk a little bit about uh, junior golfers. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, young kids getting into the game um, and wanting to really um, just go out there and have fun and not really get caught up in all of the uh, hoopla, if you will. And the reason why I want to ask you this question is uh, a few weeks ago, I had uh, Nicole Weller, who is a great LPGA professional from Savannah, Georgia, on uh, with some of the parents uh, of uh, some of the kids that she works with. She's an LPGA professional in that area. And, you know, she works with a lot of the kids. And part of the discussion, we talked about putting undue pressure on uh, some of these kids to perform, to uh, understand and develop at a faster pace than maybe what they're capable of. As teaching professionals, what is it, in your opinion, do we need to understand and know when working and beginning with uh, a younger student like that, what do we need to start out with and how do we sort of gauge, um, you know, other than just asking them, because sometimes they might be a little bit too young, how do we gauge whether or not they're moving a little bit too fast and not really comprehending or when we have to sort of ease up a little bit? What, what are your thoughts there? Oh, that's a, it's a great question. And, um, very important one and I think every child is a little different uh, you know they go through growth stages and what happens during those growth stages can be extremely important uh, understanding whether they're in a position to really learn what you're what you're trying to teach them um, and whether you're teaching them the correct thing at the right time because uh, there are times when a child's going through a big growth spurt where coordination is going to be challenging and they're not going to be able to to really have a command over their body in the in the way that they would need to make make a, a technical change so to speak in their golf swing so uh, knowing where children are uh, knowing when to focus on fun when you start with a with a brand new golfer uh, we're trying to make golf something that's really attractive and enjoyable and make sure that they associate the golf course and golf lessons, uh, with, with enjoyment and fun, um, and a, and a positive relationship and then have all that, uh, kind of feed a passion for the game and a desire to learn and everything good will kind of flow from that. Um, as long as that remains the focus, but, Knowing where kids are in their growth stages is extremely important. Knowing where they are developmentally um, and making sure that we kind of tailor our coaching to them at the right time and 
uh, and at the right pace is, is really critical. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, one of the other things that we talked about as well, uh, Bill, just very quickly, is, you know, we talked about from the parent's perspective, you know, every parent, I think, wants their child to be, um, you know, good at whatever they do. And certainly when you see one that has adapted to something, again, in this particular case, we're talking about golf, but maybe they've adapted fairly quickly uh, you know, suddenly, you know, their eyes are, the parents' eyes are rolled in the back of their head and they're thinking, okay, I've got the next, um, you know, PGA or LPGA professional here. And they tend to push them. You obviously have an opportunity, I'm sure, to work with a lot of uh, youngsters. And sometimes that conversation with parents isn't always an easy one when you know that, yes, they may have some, you know, given talents, but they may not necessarily um, need to develop them at that point. Uh, as Paul suggested, they need to sort of take it at their own pace, depending on the individual. So how do you have those conversations with the parents, and how do you make sure that they don't end up pushing their child too quickly? Uh, great question, because this this runs into us an awful lot today, Ted. Um, you know, people feel that, uh, you know, not that it's owed to them, but we see it where, okay, he hits it this good or she hits it this good, they can score this. Um, and they don't get into that natural progression of, uh, of building themselves mentally and physically uh, to perform as best they can. I keep the parents involved at every step of the way, and I'm a big proponent of Positive Coaching Alliance, which, you know, helps some things. One of them is a, a criticism sandwich. You say something good, you point out what needs to be corrected, and then something good on the other side. And I don't find parents at times do that. They're always so hard on the child, and they're just right. pointing out what's wrong. I make it a big point when I coach, especially the elite juniors, to point out what's right, and we reinforce that. But also the area where it's a little weak, we also uh, work to buttress that up so it doesn't uh, bite them when it's least needed. Right, right, exactly. And that's sort of the gist of the conversations that we had uh, that particular evening as well. And, and uh, what you and, and Paul have uh, mentioned so far is, is pretty much in line with that. Jamie, I just want to ask one further thing, and then we're going to wrap up here. Um, and again, I'm, I'm talking about uh, golf as a, as a generalization. One of the things talking with, um, you know, on Tuesday mornings, I do the other program, Women of Golf, with, uh, of course, my good friend, LPGA professional legends tour player, Cindy Miller. And we get a, an opportunity to talk with a lot of the um, Symmetra Tour players who are uh, young ladies coming up, and many of them have, uh, you know, come from uh, international uh, places. And one of the interesting things in some of the discussions is that many, many countries now, with the exceptions of the United States, offer a national golf program. And I want to get your very quickly again your thoughts on this. Um, they're obviously getting a lot of success by utilizing this uh, program, especially in many of the Asian countries uh, and even some of the European countries, Italy and so forth, that are starting to, in Sweden, that are developing these national golf programs. The U.S. does not have, per se, a national golf program. What are your thoughts there, and do you think that's something that the U.S. should consider adopting? That is a great question. <laughs> I think in some ways it goes across sports as well. But um, right. we'll, we'll, of course, think about our own sport here, golf. Um, 
I'm not quite sure if, uh, what I would say in terms of do I think that we should adopt a program like that. Um, I do think that we we have a different culture in America, and we all know that, which is much more kind of individually based. And right. so, you know, rather than having national programs, um, we also, or in other countries, golf is kind of a developing sport in many of those countries. And so, um, you know, I think that having national programs has been uh, part of their strategy to get their young players up to speed, if you will, uh, more quickly and to be mm-hmm. uh, competitive um, in closing that gap uh, through the na- through national kinds of programs. Um, I had really have to give it a lot more thought, and I think it's a great question for discussion. I think there there's clearly a lot to be said for uh, national kinds of programs. I think that what our approach in the States has been to uh, give more opportunity to more kids and more younger players, whether that's through first tee kinds of programs or LPGA, USG Girls Golf, uh, and then being sure that uh, everybody has opportunities to play in their high school teams, that there are scholarships at all different division levels in college, and so that, you know, we're trying to give those opportunities. And, um, you know, honestly, I think that we have here in the States a lot of tremendous programs and a lot of tremendous opportunities for uh, for players at junior level all the way to senior level, um, amateurs to, to play and to develop that competitive experience. Um, so, again, uh, I would love to talk about that topic some more. But I think that if you look in other countries, that it's, it's related to a different culture and to also in some ways closing the gap that exists with golfing, shall we say, newer in many of those countries. Maybe not so much in right. Europe, and, but in other countries. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And I think also a lot of them, uh, certainly not every of them, have been sort of spawned uh, as golf was introduced just a, a couple of years ago into the Olympics. Uh, this was an opportunity for many uh, uh, countries to, again, uh, sort of get involved in golf, and that was a, a natural uh, sort of evolution. So I think you're right. I think the U.S. obviously being uh, a country that is, has been, you know, richly uh, and richly developing golf for many, many decades, unlike some of the other countries, uh, I think you're exactly right. I think they, they sort of needed uh, an opportunity to, um, you know, kind of get up to speed a, a little quicker uh, than going maybe a more traditional route. So I think you're going to see that balance out as time goes on. And whether or not the U.S. adopts something similar, uh, only time will tell. But you're right. It's definitely a, uh, an interesting topic, and we'll maybe save that in a little more detail as, as more things unfold. But um, I want to thank you guys uh, again for uh, for jumping in on the show and again, my, my apologies for the earlier technical issue, uh, not only to uh, the listeners, but to you three particularly. I appreciate you uh, keep uh, attempting to jump back in here and, and uh, help me out a little bit. So I appreciate that. And again, my apologies. I want to give all of you an opportunity uh, just to very quickly let the folks know if they want to reach out to you, uh, the best way to get in touch with you, and, and uh, if they have any questions or, or comments um, or maybe interested in, in working with you. Uh, how they can go about doing that. So, Bill, I'm going to start with you, Jamie, and then Paul. Thanks again for having us, Ted. Uh, easiest way to get me is my website, uh, BillAbramsGolf.com. All my contact information is there. Um, I'm available for remote lessons as well as um, in-person lessons. I'll be in Chicago at my Balmoral Woods site uh, through the middle of October and then back to Florida after that. And I would like to take one moment and throw a little shout-out 
uh, to my guys at Balmoral Woods, our general manager, Brian Snell, and, uh, and Derek Klein for making my life very easy and being able to really engage and help the customers. Very good. Thank you, Bill, and I appreciate having you on as well. Uh, Jamie? The best way to reach me as well, I would say, would be through my website, which is kiigolf.com, K-I-A-I golf.com. Email jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at kiigolf.com. Phone is good, 760-492-GOLF, 4653, and I am responsive to my phone messages. Uh, Facebook, I am my personal page, Jamie Leno Zimmerman. Also, of course, my my golf and business page, uh, which is kiigolf or the key way so uh separate facebook page linkedin so lots of ways to, to find me and get in touch with me um and you know i offer both remote lessons and i travel a lot so it's always good to um, be in touch with me because i offer lessons and clinics and uh you know where i where i uh, come in and do other kinds of speaking and teaching engagements so um you know um accessible in, in many different ways Perfect. Thank you, as always, Jamie. And finally, Paul, uh, how the best way to reach you as well? Ted, thanks so much for having us. Uh, my website also is, is the best way to reach me, probably, uh, paulcastergolf.com, and my email is paul at paulcastergolf.com. Uh, I have uh, an indoor uh, coaching facility here about an hour south of New York City, uh, right next to Red Bank, New Jersey, um, and I also offer uh, – remote coaching and, and uh, in-person coaching with uh, kind of a combination of fundamentals and lots of fun technology. So it'd be great to meet any of you. And uh, thanks again for having us. I appreciate it. Well, guys, again, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for joining in tonight on Coach's Corner. As always, you guys do a fantastic job. And again, my apologies for the earlier uh, technical issues. I uh, hopefully we'll have that uh, resolved before the next time, but uh, God bless everybody. Have a great weekend and I'll see you next time on Coach's Corner. Thanks guys. Thanks, Thanks so much, again, Ted. Ted. Thanks, everybody. Can't wait till next Take time. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Bill Abrams, Jamie Leno-Zimron, and Paul Castor. Uh, thanks, guys, again, for, for jumping in on Coach's Corner. Uh, always do a fantastic job. Uh, before I introduce my, uh, my special guest of the evening, uh, obviously I'm going to wait for him to jump on board. Uh, I just want to remind everybody again, uh, that golfswing.com, as I was uh, mentioning at the beginning of the broadcast, is the sponsor for uh, Coach's Corner. And uh, after the show, if you go to golfswing.com and uh, join their subscription-based website, if you enter in the promo code Golf Talk Live at checkout, uh, you will get up to 50% off uh, the subscription price. So a very uh, good savings, and that's uh, obviously exclusively for Golf Talk Live listeners. So. Uh, again, just go into uh, golfswing.com's website, uh, sign up for their uh, subscription, and uh, you can watch some great, great video instruction. There's a, literally thousands of videos on their websites by multiple uh, golf instructors of various uh, areas across the United States and abroad. So you definitely want to go and do that. So just, again, just visit golfswing.com, uh, and at checkout, just type in promo code Golf Talk Live. Uh, it's not case sensitive, so it can be in uh, uppercase uh, or lowercase, so it's not really uh, case sensitive that way. But just enter in Golf Talk Live uh, in the promo code section and uh, earn up to 50% uh, savings off the subscription price. And also, uh, here's a quick little uh, advertisement from GolfSwing.com. 
Are you finally ready to improve your golf game? Golfswing.com is changing the way golfers learn online. With the largest collection of golf training programs and drills on the planet, Golfswing.com can help you improve every part of your game. Whether you want to gain more distance, hit it closer, or just sink more putts, Golfswing.com's staff of world-class coaches can help you gain the results you need. Watch unlimited videos on any device from anywhere in the world and start playing better, scoring lower, having more fun, and saving money. Get your fix on demand at Golfswing.com. All right, and again, uh, don't forget to visit after the show. Go to golfswing.com and join their online video academy by simply entering promo code GOLFTALKLIVE. You'll get 50% off the subscription price uh, and get your chance to really view some great video instruction. As I mentioned, uh, I've had some of the instructors here on the show. Uh, John Decker, of course, who's been a regular on the Coach's Corner panel and also a special guest, uh, is one of the um, uh, top instructors on there, and he actually also has a signature series on the short game uh, on there as well, so you'll get access to that, uh, and it's really a great series. He's literally put up, um, uh, I think, almost 200 videos now uh, on their website just himself, so there's literally thousands of videos up there, so if you're somebody that really likes to uh, view some great instructional videos, uh, again, join the golfswing.com online video academy, enter promo code Live and get up to 50% uh, savings off the subscription price. So it's definitely a great deal uh, and well worth it. So do that, make sure you do that after the show. Uh, also, I just want a quick reminder um, that we are live every Thursday evening here on the blogtalkradio.com network. Uh, Golf Talk Live, of course, airs from 6 to 8 p.m. Central. Uh, and also on Tuesday mornings, uh, you can also visit the blogtalkradio.com network and just type in Women of Golf and on Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, you will catch my good friend, LPJ professional uh, and Legends Tour player, Cindy Miller, and, of course, yours truly, as we interview some of the great young ladies and winners from the Symmetra Tour, LPJ, and even Legends Tour, uh, and also some great uh, business folks, both male and female, that uh, help to elevate women's golf. So uh, make sure you tune into that as well. And at the end of this show, uh, during the uh, outro, uh, there'll be some other great ways that you can tune into the program uh, and you can follow through some of those other social media platforms as well. So if you want to follow the show, uh, a great way to do that is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live. And when you get taken to the main page, you'll see the button there. You can follow the show and you'll actually get um, emails sent to you, giving you notification when the next show is coming up and who's going to be on a little bit of detail as well. So you get a, an email reminder in the inbox of your email, uh, letting you know of upcoming shows. And that's a great way to follow the show. I appreciate you doing that. And as I said, uh, at the end of the show, uh, there'll be some other great ways that you can also follow if uh, you want to uh, maybe through iTunes or, or CastBox or Spotify or some of the other great uh, platforms out there as well. So there's lots of great ways to tune into the show. And you can also find me all over uh, social media as well. You can also check it out there. Um, one other thing that uh, I, I did want to uh, mention as well uh, with respect to the show. If you can't join us live for some reason, if you go to, uh, again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live or any of the other uh, social media platforms that will be uh, identified at the end of the show, uh, if you scroll down to the on-demand section, you will hear the previously recorded shows as well. So if you miss us live, no big deal. Uh, just visit any of those sites and, and the main site here at blogtalkradio.com and uh, you can go to the on-demand section and catch all of the previously aired shows that you might have missed. So 
uh, hope you'll do that and hope you'll continue to follow and listen to, uh, into the program. Um, all right, I'm going to introduce my, my next guest, and as soon as he uh, becomes available and jumps on board, we'll begin uh, the interview section of uh, Golf Talk Live. Uh, I'm very excited to have this gentleman on the program. Uh, his name is Chris McGinley. Uh, he's the founder of Strand Sports, Inc. Uh, he's a 30-year industry veteran with 21 years of service at Titleist. Uh, Chris built category-leading product lines under the Titleist, Volke Design, and Scotty Cameron brands from 1995 through 2016. Uh, his club professional DNA made him a strong advocate for product education, trial, and club fitting. Uh, he is a well-respected uh, and trusted product expert with extensive experience demonstrating the benefits of technology to the world's best tour players, club pros, and even top professionals. Uh, Chris has a passion for translating performance technology and golfer insights into an industry-leading product offering. And back in 2016, uh, he started a consulting business, which ultimately led to the foundation of uh, Strand Sports Inc. Uh, in June 2017. Uh, Strand Sports is the maker of the patented swing line training aid, which we're going to talk a little bit about tonight and some other things as well. But uh, I'm just waiting for him. Chris was originally scheduled uh, back in May of, uh, or just last month, I think it was May 16th, if I'm not mistaken, and unfortunately uh, ran into a power outage at that time. Uh, fortunately, we didn't have that tonight. And uh, so I had to reschedule him. So he's going to be joining me here in just a moment. But uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And again, thank you for your patience uh, earlier. Hopefully uh, uh, you jumped back on board and, and were able to uh, continue listening on to the show. As I said, I had a little bit of a technical issue. I got bounced out of my, pro my own program. And that just goes to show you that you shouldn't mock uh, technology because uh, it'll sometimes uh, rear its ugly head and bite, bite you in the backside. So uh, my apologies for that, but uh, again, I'm very, very excited to uh, to have uh, Chris McGinley uh, join me here in just a moment or two, and I will, uh, of course, uh, bring him on right away as soon as he uh, uh, chimes in. Um, and next week, of course, uh, Cindy Miller uh, will be coming back on the Women of Golf show. She took a break off this past week, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well, and we'll be interviewing the uh, next winner uh, of the latest Symmetra Tour event that's going to be going on this week. And um, we'll have that and uh, uh, probably a great discussion to follow as well. So I hope you'll be able to join us. That's Tuesdays, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, here on the blogtalkradio.com network. So I hope you can join us uh, next Tuesday. All right, as I mentioned, I've already introduced uh, my uh, special guest this evening. So I'm going to bring him on board and we'll uh, begin tonight's uh, discussion. Good evening, Chris, and welcome to Golf Talk Live. Uh, Ted, thank you. Great to be with you tonight. Well, thank you very much for uh, agreeing to come back, and I apologize, uh, as I was just mentioning to the listeners, uh, ran into, unfortunately, a power outage last month, right about 20 minutes before you would have been coming on, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I had to do some fast uh, dialing, if you will, and, and reschedule, but I appreciate uh, your willingness and eagerness to come back on the show, and, and uh, I look forward to talking to you tonight a little bit about uh, uh, what you're doing now, but I want to go back a little bit in time, if we can, before we talk about uh, Swing Align, uh, the training aid that you've uh, developed, and uh, and just talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've seen. Obviously, you've been uh, involved in uh, really a lot of great products with uh, some great companies, Titleist and uh, Scotty Cameron and, and some others. What has really sort of struck you uh, with some of the changes that's gone on? Well, my goodness, yeah. Um, I've been, uh, I'm a 30 year golf industry veteran, and I've certainly seen equipment evolve 
but I've also seen instruction involved, uh, you know, just from the way teachers teach and the methods they use to the technology that they use to the incorporation of devices or training aids like this, whether they are, you know, more mechanical devices that you wear or if they're uh, technology devices like motion tracking and, and things like that. Uh, it's, it's certainly come a long way. Um, I'm, I'm always amazed at how we continually find ways to make golfers better. And, uh, you know, I've seen my fair share of that from several different sides. I've been in the equipment business for, for many years and seen products change. I've known a bunch of great instructors. And now, having gotten into this project with Swing Align on the, on the swing training aid side. So it's been interesting to see, you know, how the, the industry kind of uh, has attacked that from many different angles, just trying to find ways to, to make golfers better and help them enjoy the game more. Right, and uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And I want to just read something very quickly, and then we're going to get into our discussion. This was a, a press release, if you will, on Swing Line uh, out in Oceanside, California, and uh, essentially here's what it says. When it comes to great golf swing training aids, uh, most devices only address one aspect of uh, swing mechanics. Uh, very few work on multiple swing issues until now, uh, Swing Align. The next uh, great golf swing training device is helping golfers improve through consistent alignment, uh, with their target line through keeping their arms and body in sync while rotating and making it easy to build a repeatable golf swing. And uh, obviously, Swing Align is an intuitive training aid that is simple to use. So really, there's a couple of key things here that are obviously important, and you know this being involved uh, in the business for many, many years. Uh, there's a lot of key factors in, in making a good golf swing. Uh, the, obviously, the, the connection, uh, the body connection, um, but also the simplicity of being able to learn uh, new things. So let's let's break it down a little bit. We're going to talk about obviously swing line. Let's break it down a little bit and talk about first off uh, aligning the body because this is something that a lot of amateurs particularly have a big issue with. So how does swing line help with some of that issue? Yeah, I mean the golf swing is a, a complicated beast, no question. And one of our goals was to help break it down and simplify it and really, you know, add some consistency into how you approach it. And the first thing you have to do is you have to set up to the ball correctly. And, and that's no easy matter. I mean, you're not looking directly at your target. You're standing generally at, you know, 90 degrees and looking across your body uh, down your target line. It's very easy to, to get yourself misaligned either. You see a lot of golfers, if you stand behind them, that are aligned up either open or close to their target. And right. you see a lot of times where their upper body is misaligned with their lower body. And you talk to every great instructor, and they'll always tell you, hey, the first thing is, you know, you got to get pointed in the right direction, um, or you're not going to hit it where you want. So we came up with this idea based on something that we saw quite often occur with an instructor and a student, or even with your buddies when you're out playing, is someone walking up behind you and laying their club across your chest, and showing right. you where your shoulders pointed. And, and, you know, nine times out of ten, it wasn't pointed in the right direction. Right. <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, we had the idea of, hey, why don't we strap an alignment rod to someone's chest? And, you know, lo and behold, no one had ever thought to patent that idea. So we did. And, and that's really where it starts. So it's a very strong visual indicator. You're not able to stand behind yourself, obviously, when you swing. Right. You need, a, you need a buddy or an instructor to tell you, you know, hey, you're pointed a little closed on this shot. 
Um, this just makes it easier. You're able to look down, straight down, and see this alignment rod that you're wearing, and you're able to see the, the position of your shoulders, say, relative to your knees or your feet. Right. You're able to more, more easily discern where you're pointed relative to your target line because your alignment device that you're using as a point of reference is up closer to your eyes. Right, exactly. And I think, um, Chris, one of the other things too, especially with a lot of the technology that's out there today with, uh, you know, shooting videos, I mean, people can shoot their own video, if you will. I mean, they don't always, uh, obviously, optimally better to have a professional and instructor there to, to hold the camera and that. But with uh, the advancements of cell phones and, and selfies and all this kind of stuff, you can really shoot your own video. So with a, a great uh, swing alignment uh, tool that you're providing, you can actually shoot that with that alignment uh, aid and then go back and actually now you can visually see it uh, at a later point to see. Because, again, you know, you can't always go to the range no with a buddy, right? And so so it really can work very well and give you some great feedback. Um, and it's also something, too, that when you are doing uh, maybe a lesson with, with your local uh, PJ or LPJ professional, uh, this is a tool that they can also use with their students as well, correct? Yeah, no question, Ted. We've had a lot of instructors describe it as kind of a third hand, you know. So they're trying to demonstrate what they want their student to do, what positions they want their student to be in, and being able to not only just physically put them in, but use that alignment rod as a reference point, I think really helps a teacher drive home some of the fundamentals, alignment being the first one. Right. And then another area which, again, as we know, uh, all good golf swings start with a good backswing. And this is something else that your um, swing line training aid uh, helps a lot. And there's obviously some integral areas and parts. Uh, in fact, there's three of them uh, that really, you, if you wanted to break down uh, the backswing, talk a little bit about them and how uh, the swing line training aid can help that area as well. No, no question. So getting aligned properly is part one of the challenge. And, and we view it as a three-part challenge. So, Part two on the backswing, as you mentioned, is the two big areas we see are rotation and swing plane. So you see so many golfers that think they're turning their body or turning their shoulders, turning their back away from their target, and it just doesn't happen. Really what they're doing is just swinging their arms. So by wearing that alignment rod, you can literally see how much your shoulders are rotating. And in general, you know, just as a rule of thumb, you want to turn your shoulders 90 degrees to your target line, perpendicular to the right. target line. Again, you know, if you're, you can't watch yourself swing a golf club, if you don't have a student there or someone to tell you how much you're rotating, it's very hard to see that. So the alignment rod serves as a really strong visual reference that shows you how much you've rotated your shoulders. And then the way the alignment rod moves from your setup position to the top of the swing shows you if you're staying on swing plane a lot. And, you know, one of the most common faults for golfers in their backswing is, let's just say if they're a right-handed golfer, their left shoulder, their lead shoulder goes up in the air, the club gets flat and behind them, and then they come over the top as a result of that. I don't think golfers really appreciate how much their shoulders have to turn under on a more inclined plane 
And this device, again, you know, the way it's built, it kind of guides you through that motion. And at the top of the swing, you have another great visual checkpoint. If that alignment rod is level to the ground or pointed slightly down, you've stayed in your posture and stayed on the proper swing plane. If you see that right shoulder coming up, you know, more likely than not, your arms have gotten behind you or you've taken the club back too flat and you're going to execute that dreaded come over the top move to get it back right. onto the ball when you try to hit it. So Right. <laughs> right. So that, well, I mean, that's, and all, that's really the that's the fundamentals of the device. It's alignment, rotation and uh and swing plane and then you know, the fact that you can swing and hit shots with it and keep your arms and body connected, that's the final piece of the puzzle. Right. And and I think really the interesting thing about this is, uh, again, obviously, um, for those that are working with uh, maybe their local uh, teaching pro or, or uh, maybe even a swing coach if they're a little bit more advanced, um, what's nice about an aid, a training aid like this, is they can go to their coach or their instructor and work on some of these issues. Um, but a lot of times, as you know yourself being in the business, that once they sort of leave that that form and they're out on their own, they don't really – they lose those visual guides because there's not somebody there holding said. And so a lot of times what ultimately ends up happening is they forget or they don't see that visual cue anymore. So essentially what your um, product is doing is helping having that, that extra feedback when they're not there with their instructor, correct? Certainly. If you're a golfer that's committed to taking lessons, which I think, you know, no, no training age is, is a substitute for that. We're, we're certainly big fans of PGA golf professionals and going to get lessons. But I think one of their frustrations is those in-between times, like you said, you know, they work with a student, he kind of goes off, he may not have a chance to get back to a instructor, instructor, and then by the time he comes back, the instructor's tackling some of the same problems he did the last time he saw them. So we certainly think swing align is a way to work on the fundamentals in between. And even for golfers that are do-it-yourselfers, which there's a lot of them out there, you know, you'll go to the range and you'll practice something and you'll get a good feel going. And then you won't get to go back to the range for a month or so. And by the, by that time it's all gone. So we uh, we like to think we can fill the gaps in those in-between times because you don't have to hit balls with this product. You can use it to just rehearse positions, and you can do so in your home or in your garage. And then if you want to, you can take it out on the range and hit any golf shot at full speed with it. So it, it really covers a wide range of you know practice and learning scenarios, which we think is one of the strong points of the device. Right, and and feedback is is very important, you know, for a lot of, uh, our, especially our club golfers and our and our high handicap golfers out there, because, you know, as as you know now, Chris, with just time restrictions and, and that things that people have, they don't always get a chance, as you said, to go back to their instructor. It could be several weeks. It might even be a month or so before they go back, and a lot of times, uh, you know, all was for naught. I mean, they go there and they have some great instruction and great teaching. Um, but then they're off doing other activities or, or other things to distract them, and they get back out. They haven't had time to go and work on some of these things, and it's almost like starting from ground zero again. So, you know, and this is something, too, you know, even though they can hit with it, they can actually use this training aid even while they're at home. Uh, you know, they can get in front of a mirror, and they can, you know, use it uh, um, to be able to help 
uh, look at some of those checkpoints. So it's not always a matter of having to go to the range, correct? No question. I mean, you can use the device, and because of the strong, you know, visual reference on the alignment rod, you don't need to be looking in a mirror. But if you are looking in right. a mirror, it makes it even more powerful. And you brought up video. I think that was a very great, a very good point. I used to work with a company, V1 Sports, and they're kind of the standard right. in video analysis. You look at V1, you capture someone's swing, and the software is built to help draw lines and analyze positions. Um, that's even further enhanced with a device like SwingAlign because, in essence, the line that you would draw through the video program is already on you. You're wearing it, and it moves with you. And there's something visually really powerful about being able to analyze a golf swing that way. So so that's one of the nice things of the device. And, uh, yeah, it's great to be able to offer golfers a chance to um, – you know, kind of, kind of keeping that groove. And it, I'm saying this word at a, at a risk of sounding boring because everyone <laughs> wants to hit the ball. Everyone wants to hit the ball further, and distance is important. Right. But consistency, you really, if you boil it down to its roots, and you talk to a lot of golfers, they always say, "Boy, I wish I could be more consistent." You know, from round yep. to round, month to month. And this device really helps with that. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we we've all as as coaches. I mean, I I'm a teacher professional, and you know, I've worked with a lot of people over the years, and and sure, they all say I, I want to be able to hit it further, but really at the core issue is they just want to be a better ball striker. They want to be able to hit it more consistently because um, it you know they know they're going to hit a good one every you know round, but they want to be more consistent uh, in in order to get better scores. And that's something really you know if you look at some of the stats that are out there you know, handicaps have really not come down very much or very little uh, for quite some time. And that's caused a lot of frustration. So anything that we can do, both as instructors or training aids or tools that we can use to help um, educate and help make it a, an easier transition from, for some of the players to become better golfers, you know, I'm all for that. So, and it, and it obviously sounds like uh, your particular product uh, that you've developed here uh, does just that. So I want to talk a little bit um, about one other thing that you, you've already touched on a little bit, but I want maybe you to go into further and explain uh, the importance of that. And as that is the the connection with the arms and the body. A lot of people, especially our amateur golfers, don't understand that. So why is that important, uh, first off, and how does your particular product help accomplish uh, a better understanding of that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's referred to as a, a number of different terms, connection, synchronization, you know, the biomechanic guys call it kinetic sequence. It's just, you know, having the the your body do what it needs to do in the right sequence during the swing, and that really starts with the big muscles driving the smaller ones. So a lot of golfers tend to use their arms um, just because, you know, they may be athletes and they use their arms in other sports like throwing a baseball. Um, and so, you know, a lot of golfers tend to be very arm centric and that's fine if you have good synchronization with your body, but, but most of us don't. So most of us struggle and the, and the arms lead the body instead of the other way around. So um, you've seen golfers, I'm sure on the tee hitting right. balls with let's, let's say a glove tucked under their armpit or a towel tucked under right. both armpits. You're right. basically just trying to lock your arms and body together, right? We, right. we kind of looked at that and thought that, that's not the most elegant way to do that because you're really trying to force your arms down against your body and you can't really make an athletic motion. So 
when we developed the device, we thought, well, what's a way to keep your arms and body connected but allow you to make a more athletic move? So we came up with a, a system of two arm cuffs that are connected by a stretchy cord. And so that cord gives you some flexibility um, and it allows you still to make somewhat of an athletic motion while still restricting the motion enough to keep you connected. Uh, and the alignment rod that I spoke of is passed from one arm cuff to the other. So that also helps keep the device together. So, you know, you hear a lot of instructors talk about, well, when you set up your arms and shoulders or your arms and torso kind of form a triangle and you need to move that triangle together. That's right. easier said than done. And, and this device, <laughs> I think with the, the visual reference and then your arm right. together by the cord, the connection belt, uh, it's much easier to do that. And the, the connection belt in our device is adjustable. It's literally like a belt loop. So you can widen it or narrow it, you know, depending on the size of your body or depending on how much medicine you need, you know. You, you might need right. to really tighten that thing down in the beginning until you kind of get the concept. <laughs> and you can, you can loosen it up a little bit as you begin to, uh, you know, to develop those skills. Right. Now, you know, here's something that, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would have this question, and, and it really goes to the level of golfer. You know, there's a lot of great, uh, you know, we've seen over the years, a lot of different training aids and things like that that are obviously geared for primarily the amateur or the higher handicap golfer uh, to give it a better experience for them. Um, but your product is actually for both. It's not just for uh, the amateur golfers out there, but it's something that even the pros uh, could benefit. What are some of the uh, pro, um, benefits, excuse me, that the pros are going to see? Because obviously they're they're fairly proficient in some of the issues that we've talked about here tonight. Um, but obviously, even they sometimes uh, have some missteps along the way. So, what really are some of the key benefits that they're going to experience uh, using this product? Yeah, I, thank you for bringing that up. It does. I, I find that better golfers relate to this device really well, and I think it's because it just helps pound in the fundamentals, which is what a better golfer is always trying to do. They're all about consistency, better golfers. Right. And, you know, there's a reason why when you look at a PGA Tour event and you go down the range and you see tour players hitting balls, their instructor is always standing behind them. They're always right. standing behind them because it's true. For every golfer, whether you're a tour player or not, it's easy for your alignment to get out of whack. And it happens even at the highest levels of the game. So, it's again, it's a very good device to just pound in the fundamentals of aligning properly. We like to say it's as easy as looking down, and it, and it really is. So better players relate to that. Everyone, even good players, as you've probably seen, they struggle a little bit with, you know, hey, where is that club located going back? You know, where is it when I get the waist high? How am I sequencing my, my arms into my hinge? You know, where does that club get off plane? It's just nice to have a, a device that kind of guides you on that journey and gives you a visual reference. So, right. you know, again, even better players struggle with swing plane. So well, and some of the fundamentals of this device that, that work well for amateurs or higher handicaps or beginners also work well for better players. Right, and I think also, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the having the visual cues will also help you with your feel because once you've identified that you're turning in the proper sequence and, and the alignment uh, swing aid is, is now turned in the proper position – 
then you can now translate that and how it feels, how your body feels at that particular moment. So, you know, using the, the swimming aid uh, for a period of time is going to also help ingrain a proper feel in the proper rotation and so on and so forth. Um, so obviously that's giving an additional benefit as well, correct? No question. I mean, you know, golfers uh, learn visually or they learn by feel Sometimes both. It certainly helps, as you know, for the golfer to be able to feel what's going on. You, you listen to tour players talk about their game, and, you know, one of the things that they say is, yeah, my, my feel or my feels are really good right now. I've got a really good feeling for where the club is. So right. the more that you can ingrain that, you know, via some practice and rehearsal, you know, some people call it muscle memory. Right. Um, just ingraining that good feel and now it's kind of combined with the visual of knowing you're in the right position so when you combine those two we we find it to be very helpful so it does it uses is what we call visual memory and right which is right exactly and i think anytime that you can provide something that hits many of those areas that's going to create a big benefit, uh, you know, for your for your golfers out there, and also as we mentioned for the instructors as well. I mean, they're always looking for uh, ways of of articulating um, that information because sometimes you know just telling somebody uh, what to do or how to do it. Uh, again, as you mentioned, some people are very visual and some people need to feel that, and so just sort of you know giving them the spiel, if you will, doesn't always necessarily make it so, especially if they're a newer golfer or a more novice golfer. So having those visual cues and then ultimately translating into a, a, a feel, if you will, uh, is going to give them uh, a bigger benefit and certainly going to help the instructor down the road as well. Yeah, no question. I mean, we wanted to, to, to utilize both, and we wanted a device that was versatile enough that you could rehearse some different things, you know, whether you're struggling with alignment or rotation or staying on swing plane. Um, you know, we, we've found that to be very important. And that was really one of the goals we had is, you know, we wanted to make a versatile device that was fairly simple to use and fairly straightforward and yet provided a lot of feedback to the golfer uh, and even feedback to the golf pro. Like you said, a lot of golf pros utilize devices in their teaching to help either drive home a, a visual position or drive home some of the field that they're trying to teach that golfer. Right. Um, and, and exactly right. And that's a, a big plus for any teaching pro that's out there. And, and again, for their students as well is anything that we can utilize or use um, that's going to help um, get the results that we're looking to get. And ultimately our students want um, is again, is a big benefit. So take me back a little bit. Cause you know, as we mentioned at the top of the, uh, the segment that, you know, obviously you, you come from a pretty extensive background in the golf business. Obviously, a lot of it is with the equipment, uh, developing a lot of different brands and so forth. Um, but when you first sort of had this thought in your mind that you wanted to develop swing line, what was sort of going through your head? What was why this particular product? What was it about it that appealed to you as opposed to developing something different? Well, I would say, Ted, that I'm a product guy. I've always been a product guy. That's really been my career in the golf industry. And whether it's been, you know, it's been mostly on the equipment side. Right. And I spent 21 years at Titleist and, you know, was able to be involved with a lot of great 
uh, equipment launches, including Cameron Product and Bob Vokey, and, and work with some incredibly talented people. And, you know, we used to say, hey, you know, you've you got 14 friends to bring with you on a round of golf. You're 14 clubs. You might as well pick the right ones that work for you to come along. So, right. you know, right. Um, being able to play good golf, um, your product that you carry is awfully important. You know, the same holds true to instruction. So you should pick a good instructor that you relate to well, and you should look for products that help you enhance that instruction. Or if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want to learn on your own, something that helps you do that. So to me, um, when we were kicking around the concept of this, which was originally developed by an interesting gentleman named Alan Strand, which we can get into if you want, I sure. said, this is just really a good product, and this needs to come to market. And, and that's really what, what drove me. Uh, you know, I, I'm a product guy. I like seeing good product on the market, and I felt this was such a good concept. It needed to be out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, share a little bit more of the backstory, if you wouldn't mind. I think it's always interesting to not only learn about the product, but sort of how things to, came to fruition. So by all means, go ahead. Yeah, Alan Strand, who is uh, who was the brother of my partner in this business, um, was an inventor. He was a concert pianist. He was a musician. He was a, a quasi-scientist. He was a putting instructor. He was just a really interesting, multi-talented, multi-faceted guy. Mm. And he invented the dandy putter. So this is going back some years, but some of your right. listeners and you yourself might remember the dandy putter. It had right. its moment in the sun kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s. Vijay Singh won the Masters with that putter. Right. And it had 17 wins on the PGA Tour. And so during that period, Alan Strand, the guy that conceptualized this device, was out on tour a lot and, you know, started to notice things about players' swings and came up with this idea. And unfortunately, Alan uh, was stricken with cancer and passed mm -hmm. away. And this project really sat undeveloped for a long time so Alan's brother Everett and I got hooked up and Ev said to me what do you think of this and I said that's really interesting I said I think we should dust this thing off we should re-engineer it and we should bring it to market and so that's exactly what we did so it's it's really a lot of the credit needs to go to Alan and uh, right he had a great mind he had a great mind for product and devices like this. And so since I see myself as a product guy as well, it was just a mm. pleasure for me to help carry on Alan's work. Very good. Um, great, uh, uh, a great story indeed. And, you know, what's interesting is sometimes, uh, you know, even though he did have some involvement, a lot of times, you know, some great products can derive from people that are not normally traditionally necessarily in the golf industry. Um, they can do other things and maybe just they have the foresight to see certain things uh, and, and as you said, unfortunately, he was um, uh, stricken down with, with an illness and, and wasn't able to bring it to fruition. But uh, you and, and uh, your partner were obviously able to do that. And uh, that's a, a certainly great homage to him. Um, yeah, it's, a nice, you know, it's a nice backstory. And it's, it's, it's really kind of, it's a nice backstory. And it's kind of taking a winding route to market. But obviously, we're very happy to, to see it out there now and, and uh, see it do well. So when you envision once the product uh, again sort of came to to full fruition what did you see primarily as your initial market was it were your was your thinking okay let's 
market this particularly to the uh, teacher professionals? I know we've already talked about it can be used for both. Or were you thinking this is more of a consumer item or both? What was your thought at that point? Yeah, I mean, really, based because of my background, I, I worked in a golf shop. I was an assistant pro, so I do have some club pro DNA. I was able to, to work with and work for a bunch of great teachers. I was never uh, an instructor myself, but right. I was around it. And so I always wanted to make them part of this. You know, I think that was sort of the way we operated at Titleist as well. They, you know, the golf, the club professional was always a great strategic partner uh, of Titleist and, and certainly an important part of, you know, what makes this industry hum. So I always right. felt that connection, even at my, my current job. Now I'm doing some work for Homa Golf. Um, we're looking to expand our presence in the U.S. market, and we're going to do that with the help of the golf pro. So there's such an important component in my mind. And it was nice to be able to get involved with a guy like Devin Bonebreak, who is an instructor here in Southern California and the spokesman for our product. He works at uh, Rolling Hills Country Club in L.A., and he's a top golf digest young instructor, and he's a Golf Channel Lead Academy instructor. And so uh, Devin has been involved, you know, since really we started to get some traction and redevelop this device, adding his input. Right. And, you know, what he's found out along this journey is, as well is that, hey, this is a really great device to help me. So there's always been the, the, the trade component, the, the golf instructor component. And, you know, we are very happy to have, you know, guys that sell it and endorse it for us. So, But, you know, ultimately it is meant for the golfer and, um you know, that's how we, we approach it. You know, hey, we want to make it a great device for the golfer, whether they choose to have a golf professional help them on their journey or not. And, right. Uh, I think our original feeling was, you know, hey, this is going to be a great device for the average guy, the guy that's really, you know, kind of struggling to understand how to get aligned right and how to make a proper golf swing. And it's it's certainly great for that. We've been we've been very pleasantly surprised at how well it's resonated with better golfers as well. Right, which is obviously important. I mean, if the better golfers uh, recognize the value into it and and start using it, obviously there's a great endorsement in itself. Um, you know, obviously as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of great training aids out there that many instructors are using, but that's a different thing. But when you start getting you know top players and things like that that are using uh, you know something like your product. Um, then that's even a further endorsement uh, for some of the amateurs that say, hey, you know, so-and-so is using it, and they're obviously getting benefits of it, so now they want to do it. Um, so let me ask you, when, when was the product officially launched, uh, and has, ha, are you planning or have you taken it down to the, to the merchandising show in Orlando, uh, or what are your thoughts there? We did. We were at the merchandising show. We didn't have a booth. But, um, you know, we had set up some appointments with some, some golf professionals down there to talk to and to, to show it around to some key industry folks uh, and get some feedback. And that was part of the, the, the launch plan. So we got some nice right. feedback there right before we launched. And we launched uh, really in late March. Okay. So just ahead of the golf season, although there's some places in the country that haven't got to experience <laughs> the golf season yet, the weather's been so bad. Um, right. uh, so, but yeah, we've been out in the market a couple months now, and uh, you know, we market primarily through our website, direct to golfers, swingtrainer.com. Right. So we're very easy to find. 
Um, we do have some strategic partners um, that we're going to be engaging. Um, we're doing some things with the, the Golf Channel and Revolution Golf. Uh, okay. And the, the Revolution Golf audience is a great audience that just, you know, has got a bunch of enthusiastic golfers that like to get better, whether it's through video instruction or training right. devices. So, you know, we're going to look for those kind of alignments to help us. And, uh, I mean, hey, you know this. It's, it ain't an easy game. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. Everybody needs it, help, whether you're one of the best tour players in the world or just getting started. So uh, we're, we're just happy to be part of that process. Well, and it, and it's it's not an easy game really for both sides. It's not easy, obviously, for many of the players out there, uh, especially, again, our high handicappers, and even for the coaches because the, the game is always evolving uh, equipment's always changing, technology is changing, and you know it's it's a constant having to sort of reinvent yourself, even as a as a, an instructor or coach, because again, as more information is being um, you know expelled into the market, you know you have to start to rethink. Uh, you know you've got bio biomechanics and all these other things that are have sort of come to light in the last uh, you know more recent years. So people are looking at at the golf game a little bit differently than maybe what they did 20, 30, or even 40 years ago. So, um, you know, it's always in, and I'm sure again you've you've seen it in the equipment side of things, uh, just with the evolution of equipment. So, um, lots of changes going. Yeah, on. no I'm sure question. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure. And you're and you're on you're on the front line. You have to decide, you know, what things are right for the golfers you deal with, and and there's really only so many ways to get better. You know, you can you can practice. You can uh, play a bunch, although that, you know, doesn't always guarantee you're going to get better. You can uh, work on your equipment. You can get new equipment, better technology. You can get club fit. Um, right. There's new things, like you said, biomechanics. You can work on your body. There's golf fitness now. You can work uh, with a mental coach on your attitude. You can work <laughs> with a training device. You know, there's more ways now to try to help golfers get better, but it's a game that can never be mastered. So, Right. Uh, you have to find the right thing that works for you. And, um, you know, again, we're just trying to find our place in that, in that effort to make golfers better, or even just to help them enjoy the game more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that that's something, you know, that the industry here lately has really been searching for. I mean, obviously, you know, the numbers don't lie. There's certainly a, a, a lot of golfers coming in, but there's also some getting out. Some of it, obviously, through um, you know, age, uh, as, as, you know, as we age, even though you can play, you know, well into your seventies, eighties, and even in some cases nineties and beyond, um, it's, it's not always, you know, easy sometimes with some of the different challenges that we face, but, um, obviously as instructors or industry people, if we can find ways to make it a better experience and an easier learning experience, uh, for some of our students and, and so forth, um, then I think that that's going to help the industry continue to grow. And, and obviously you wanted to create something that was going to be able to give enough feedback and, and simplified feedback. You know, one of the, one of the criticisms that I have with some of the, the newer technology, uh, it's great from the coach's perspective, but it can be very confusing for students if they get too wrapped up into it with the numbers and, you know, what does this mean? What's that mean? So obviously I'm sure some of the thought in, in sort of developing uh, or taking this product that was already, you know, somewhat developed and getting it out onto market, you wanted to make sure that it was going to give K 
key information that was going to be of value to the to the students and and obviously coaches, um, but that was going to be simple enough that anybody could could put it on or or use it without having to really put a lot of thought. Correct. Yeah, we wanted to make a you know well designed, well engineered device that was relatively simple in terms of how you interpreted it. You know, it's it's visual, it's feel. There's really nothing more than that. It's not a digital device. You're not collecting data. Right. You're not having to analyze body positions. You're not having to analyze uh, shot data, you know, launch data, fall speed, launch angle, spin, and a myriad of number of other things that, you know, these devices right. collect these days. I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a lot to sort through. Right. And, you know, I think that's where <clears throat> that's where your role comes in is sort of, you know, consultant and and, uh, and and you have to guide people through that forest, which is sometimes challenging. So, I mean, some guys are technology junkies. <laughs> right. They love that stuff. Right. You know? They want to know right. what their launch monitor numbers are. And, and there's that certainly has opened up a whole new avenue. You know, I'm, I'm working with Hanma Golf, like I said, and we've got Justin Rose. And Justin is such a meticulous, detailed player. He doesn't hit a golf shot without a launch monitor on. I mean, every single right. shot he hits, he wants to know the data on. So, right. you know, that's certainly an extreme level. I think there's devices that work all along the spectrum. Um, we tried to make ours, you know, simple enough um, and and help you out in a lot of areas. Right. And, and that's a key uh, issue of importance, too, because I think – this was one area, and I don't want to get off on a on a tangent here, but I think this is one mistake that was made in the industry with all this technology is I think that it was misunderstood of really what the, the purpose and the role was. It was obviously uh, primarily to be used to gather information to help um, the coaches and the instructors to better teach their students. And I think, unfortunately, some got kind of caught up in the technology. And as you said, there there are some cases out there that they enjoy and, and sort of thrive on that information, but the majority don't understand it all. And I think that some of the coaches uh, and teachers out there initially got too involved in that process and tried to relay that information to their students, which just, you know, I'm again, they're specifically trained on that equipment. The students are not. So they're, they got confused. And I think a lot of times it overwhelms and it frustrates people. And if they're not seeing improvement and they're just, you know, getting bombarded with a lot of information that sometimes that is a detriment. So I really like what you've, um, you know, Chris, what you and your partner have come up with here, because I think sometimes simplicity uh, is, is the best ingredient uh, for success. Yeah, thank you. I, I agree. Some of the, the modern technologies are a bit overwhelming and, and too much for a golfer to understand or, more importantly, misunderstand and start doing the wrong things, you know, trying to be a slave to what they think are the right numbers. There's there's a real danger in that. Um, yeah, we wanted to make a device that was physical, wearable, visual, helped you with feel, um, there's a lot of technology out there, but sometimes, you know, a good old-fashioned device that helps you get in the right position right. Is, a good, is a good companion to have. And in a lot of cases, you know, a, a golf professional would do that. You go and see him, and he's kind of, you know, he's helping you set up properly and get your body in the right position, whether that's your spine tilt or your rotation or your plane. Um, we wanted to make a device along those lines. Right, exactly. And and as I said, you know, 
um, keeping things sometimes in a, in a simple form uh, is more conducive to success. I think, uh, again, if you overwhelm the students uh, with too much technology, and again, it has its place, don't get me wrong, but as uh, a good friend of mine uh, from Naples said one, one night on the show here, uh, you know, the technology is great, but when the batteries or the electricity goes out, it doesn't work anymore. So, you know, you have to have something to fall, you have to have something to fall back on. And, uh, you know, if you're relying too much on, on a lot of that, uh, you know, high-tech technology, again, not that it's not uh, have, have a purpose, but uh, it, it can be sometimes detrimental as well. So, well, Chris, I want to thank you very much for, for coming on tonight and, and sharing, uh, you know, about your product. I think it's a, a great, uh, again, a great homage to, um, uh, to uh, your, your partner's uh, brother. And I think it's just something that uh, the industry, I think, well, I hope will uh, will grapple to, and and uh, not only will consumers, uh, you know, take hold of it, but uh, many of the, my fellow teaching professionals as well. So obviously, uh, right now it's available through SwingTrainer.com. Uh, are you also looking at getting it into uh, some of the box stores, if you will, into uh, some of the traditional golf uh, shops? Are you looking at going that route as well, or are you going to primarily keep it online? I think this device is probably best suited for online where you can, you know, watch a video and look at some pictures about how it works. The, okay. You know, the retail stores these days, you know, spaces is such a premium. They're not investing right. a lot of uh, floor space in training aids. So right. I think the best vehicle, at least, you know, this is our thinking at this point, is, is online. Right. So, uh, yep, our website. And like I said, we'll have some strategic partners going forward where you'll also be able to see it. But, uh Swingtrainer.com. We've got you know information about the product. We have some instruction content on there that's that's interesting to watch about how you use it and how it helps you. And I, I think that for now, this is the best forum for us. Perfect. Well, again, Chris, I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight on Golf Talk Live. It's been a pleasure and an honor to to speak with you. And I want to wish you all the best of luck uh, with this particular. Uh, product swing line and I, I have no doubt it's going to do very very well and again for the listeners if you go to www.swingtrainer.com uh, you can get all the information there about the product and you can also buy it online as well and I would strongly suggest uh, for you that are out there that are struggling a little bit with your game and even some of the coaches that are tuning into the show tonight you may want to check it out it might be something that you want to put in your wheelhouse of teaching so uh, again Chris thank you very much for joining me on Golf Talk Live. Ted, thank you. Uh, really appreciate the platform to come on and talk about the device and talk about helping how to make golfers better. That's exactly what we're here for, so I appreciate it. Chris, uh, <laughs> have, a, have a great weekend, and again, thank you. And I hope, you as well. Uh, yeah, I hope you'll continue the, the trend, and, and maybe you'll come up with some additional products uh, uh, with your partner as well, but you certainly uh, uh, hit a home run with this one. Thank you, Ted. Have a good evening. You're very welcome. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, that was my very special guest, uh, Chris McGinley, founder of Strand Sports Inc., and of course the Swing Align uh, training aid that is available online uh, currently at uh, www.swingtrainer.com. And again, there's some uh, great video on there explaining a little bit more detail how the product uh, works and and so on and so forth. And there'll be more things I'm sure to follow. So go to swingtrainer.com and uh, check out uh, their product, uh, Swing Align uh, training aid. Uh, I think you'll find it. It'll be a very helpful uh, product for you in uh, in mastering your game. Um, also, I want to remind everybody uh, before we go uh, to go to golfswing.com and enter uh, 
uh, at checkout if you sign up for their online video academy. Uh, some great teacher professionals uh, that you can find on there. Uh, at checkout, if you enter in the promo code Golf Talk Live, uh, again, doesn't matter whether it's upper or lower case, uh, the promo code Golf Talk Live and receive a 50% reduction off the subscription price on their online video academy. Again, go to swing or golfswing.com and uh, sign up today. I want to thank uh, again the group from the Coach's Corner panel this evening Bill Abrams, Jenny, uh, Jamie Leno Zimron, and Paul Caster. And again, um, Chris McGinley. Uh, founder of Strand Sports Inc. for joining me tonight on Golf Talk Live. God bless everybody, and again, thank you to all of those that serve uh, this great nation and those that have given uh, much sacrifice. Uh, I want you to uh, know that we appreciate it very much, and uh, we honor you on this uh, uh, 75th anniversary of D-Day. God bless everybody, and I'll see you next week here on Golf Talk Live. Thanks for listening to this evening's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Remember to tune in each week at blogtalkradio.com forward slash golftalklive. If you can't join us live, check out the on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. Or listen on any of the following social media platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on future shows and upcoming guests, be sure to visit the show's Facebook page, Golf Talk Live Blog. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO. Remember to join me live each week for another great broadcast of Golf Talk Live. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.